0: Today on the Shrewd Dudes podcast, we're going to talk about parents who always think their kids are angels, no matter what the circumstances are. Then we're going to finally go over the mainstream narrative regarding Kyle Rittenhouse and debunk it I'm in going our away. shrewd check. Gotta blow it away, man. Then we're going to talk about how the Alberta government refuses to allow people to get testing to see if they've had prior cases of covid and finally in our douche of the week we go after the mega douche himself brian stelter all of oh, that yeah. and more on the shrewd dudes podcast <laughs> okay well today is a thursday it's a thursday special day
1: Oh, How thursday. are we? Yeah. good days
0: thursday well fridays are very good days because it's the uh, weekend I and i like my weekend
2: yeah yeah but fridays are nothing compared to our like you know big day where we get to do all the all the things that we've been holding in for a whole week
0: i guess sure
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're like Barty Stinson. You have a very full life. <laughs>
0: very full life. Children keep me
2: very, very occupied. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: And that's the majority of my focus in pretty much everything. So. So single focused. He's the guy. So singular focused <laughs> on being a parent. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. parent. So, uh huh. Parents. Yeah.
2: All he talks about. That's it. It's just mm-hmm. the one, one trick pony. That's all he got. Yeah. Well, <laughs>
0: sometimes. Sometimes we need to address things. Sometimes we need to address <laughs> things, but yep. we have quite a few things to talk about today. That's we well, gonna be fun, man. Are gonna have a regular, regularly length show. Probably we'll see. Never gonna happen.
2: <laughs> you you aim <laughs> too high, sir. You aim too high.
0: <laughs> it's I aim too high to have a regular show.
2: Especially on Thursdays. This is such a ranty day. It's just like I don't know how we're gonna pull it off. <laughs> such a ranty day. But okay. but it's it's great because we can just jump into this one because this one is such a crazy story. So tells uh, tell us what it is to you.
0: Well so this one. As Danny has already said, this one is the rant of the week. And so let's jump right into it. That's week. So this week's rant, this week's rant is about parents, and that Not seems a little odd. That seems a little odd, but specifically, we're going to focus on mom of the mom of the skirt wielding teen who raped classmate in girls' bathroom. Blames victim. I
2: like yeah, that. I
0: love that. <laughs> Says he just wanted <laughs> sex.
2: Oh, but well, we're going to, of course, extend this. Little child.
0: We're going to, of course, extend this to parents who think. Their children are guiltless and innocent no matter what the evidence says because my child, my baby is an angel.
2: You just can't do no wrong. Yeah.
0: I briefly wanted to call them like angel bear baby parents, but that didn't make any sense. So we went with this. So this is called the
2: Nambi Pambi parents.
0: Nambi pamby parents. <laughs> so the mother of a convicted teen rapist in Loudoun County has denied her son is transgender and insisted he did not sexually assault anyone. Uh-huh. In an exclusive interview with Daily Mail, the unnamed mother defended her unnamed 15-year-old son, saying he did not rape his victim. Instead, uh-huh. she blamed his male hormones and said the sex between her son and the victim was consensual.
3: Mm.
0: That's That is actually saying, well... It was a rape, but you know, she boys... imagined
2: that. Well, no, totally she imagined. what
0: she's saying, like the no, first, saying, she's saying that the daughter okay. imagined
2: that. That's what she's basically well, saying. She's like, okay. oh, she just totally imagined that it was a rape. That's she's just misremembered.
0: Well, she's saying that in the second part, but in the first part, she's actually saying that it was a like, yeah, but boys will be boys. It's like <laughs> Isn't that funny. You that's can't like the toxic boys will be boys. Yeah, I know. You can't say boys will be boys when it comes to raping people.
2: When a boy just feels like, you know, just having sex with a girl, you can't stop it. It's It's, like a freight train.
0: It's It's just a guy
4: thing.
2: It's unstoppable. What can that do?
0: (laughs) So, of course, this is a tweet from iHypocrite. The picture of the not-trans 15-year-old who committed multiple sexual assaults, including in the girls' bathroom in Loudoun County, wearing a kitten choker with rainbow socks and standing in front of an array of LGBTQ flags. Oh, it so,
2: doesn't look like a, like a trans member at all.
0: Yeah. So the boy, who of course is not named for his juvenile status, was found guilty on October 25th of sexually assaulting the 15 year old girl inside a bathroom stall for females. Why wouldn't it say just inside the girl's bathroom? Okay.
4: Uh, can't That's, use girls. Ah, That'd whatever. Be females.
0: It would be because that would be anti
2: trans. It's how you uh, identify.
0: Mm hmm. At Stonebridge High School, the attack occurred on May 28th, and he was dressed in a skirt at the time of the attack. The juvenile court, Chief Judge Pamela Brooks, found sufficient evidence during the October 25th trial to sustain charges of forcible sodomy and forcible fellatio on a 15-year-old classmate, according to the New York Post report. Following the May attack, he had been transferred to the Broad Run High School, which is also located in Loudoun County. The boy is accused of sexually assaulting another 15-year-old girl at the new school on October 6th. So the other incident, he pulled the girl into a classroom and inappropriately touched her. So this is this is not somebody like for this mother. To say, well, like, this is just an incident of boys being boys and like all of the sex was consensual. It's like fine. If this is a regular kid, just a regular like this is something which is happening repeatedly And of Mm -hmm. course we already covered that the school board covered it up initially and it had to be brought to light by the daily wire before it actually became a normal story. Mm -hmm. But this boy was allowed to continue in this behavior. And if this hadn't been exposed, this parents would have continued to cover for his awful conduct because unfortunately that's what a lot of these parents will do. Yep. Because they will believe, no matter what, that their child is the most wonderful example of a human being to ever grace the earth.
3: Yeah,
2: but, I, wouldn't be surprised, I wouldn't be surprised at all if this mom was one of those, like, you know, you know, like the what do you call it, Munchausen syndrome, like Munchausen mm-hmm. by proxy? The mom that finds a lot of her identity in, like, you know, in, in the, her child's like you know disability or something like that like i wouldn't be surprised because based on a lot of the comments that she made in the in the daily wire uh story daily mail but yes. um daily mail um she basically was like she she tried very hard to try to suggest that oh no he's not transgender he's just he's just trying to figure himself out and he's just experimenting with different outfits and i'm like yeah i think in any other circumstance that would be pretty much tantamount to to him being transgender. I think because of the like let's let's not forget big, big big picture the entire county or the school board is trying to push a transgender bathroom policy. Mm-hmm. That's what one of the reasons why people like you know believe that this may have been attempted to be covered up because this is bad for their it's policy bad and yeah, bad publicity, they don't want to do that, and so I'm sure, I wouldn't be surprised, I can't, you know, we we can't know for sure, but it seems very likely, based on a lot of her comments, that, like, she's trying to, like, cover, because she really wants this, uh, this bathroom policy to go through. Secondly, this mother talked a lot about how this boy has had so many problems for so many years. He is a boy who's constantly been in trouble, constantly, uh, like, caused her and her family all sorts of grief, and who's been in counseling and all sorts of things for, for years. And I'm like, okay, like that would give you like reasonable like like kind of almost like a reasonable kind of like justification saying like you tried your best, but this boy is yeah. like very unruly and difficult to control. I'm like any parent, we we like how many of us have not met a parent who had a, a child that was a rebel and out of control, and, you know, no matter how good of a parent you were, they, they just went out of control. I mean, that, that happens to, like, this guy up here, who's a real rebel here, and he's just, like, you know, creating a family of little demons that are running around, and gonna, like, tear the world down. Anyways, but, but, like, the thing... I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, But the thing is, like, you know, that, um... So she has, like, like reasonable reason to be like, yeah, I, I can't control this kid, but it's it's... She crossed the line... When she's now defending him and even going further into big victim blaming. She's, like, defending or she's actually attacking the victims of her, her son's own crimes. It's like that. Uh, what was that story, Stephen? That kid, the black kid who went into a school, shot up, like, a whole bunch of his uh, classmates. And then the family said, like, oh, he was bullied. I'm uh-huh. like, that doesn't that justify doesn't it. a shooting. It doesn't make it okay. And, you know. Yeah. I don't know what you, what else you thought about this. Like, you know, this, I no, think this is... No, terrible. like, yeah. this,
0: this actually reminds me of a... It's a bit of an odd story, but it is a story. From, if you've ever seen the show, Kim's Convenience. <laughs> yeah. There is, is, is an episode, I think it's early on in season one. And there is a woman who is, I think, the girl's professor. And she comes into the convenience store. And her son is, run, like, running around and... Sp- smacking things over and the owner mr kim he's like no you stop you stop now she's like oh, mr kim you use the n-word and he's like no i not i'm not use n-word and he's <laughs> like i'm not racist and he's she's like no the other n-word what n-word we can't say the word no what you talking we can't say the word no you said it again mr kim you can't say that And so she's like talking to her kid. She's like, yes, it's good that you are like loud and enthusiastic. Yes, it's good. You can like be excitable and jumping around the place, but maybe we should do it in another way. And the kid just keeps doing things. And he's like, no, no, no. And he like flicks the kid in the head. She's like, how dare you (laughs) punish my angel? Like, you're (laughs) an evil villain. You're a monster. You're like a child abuser. And he's like, no, you're a terrible parent. Because you refuse to correct the bad behavior of your own child because you want to be your child's buddy. You want Mm -hmm. to be your child's friend. That's what a lot of this stems from, unfortunately. Like, I would love, it'd be easy to go, if my child was behaving, and be like, it's okay, we'll just give you whatever you want. Like, you can be happy, and you can be my buddy, and we can be best friends forever, and you don't ever have to have a rant or a tantrum. But that's not how real life works. And that's bad parenting. Because we have to make sure that we're reinforcing, reinforcing, not reinforcing, reinforcing (laughs) positive behavior. That we are reinforcing the idea that bad behavior has consequences. Amen, amen. And that we are not going to be saying, My child is always innocent no matter what the circumstances are. And I'll always turn it against anybody who accuses my child because my flesh and blood, because they're related to me and I'm this crazy narcissist that because they're related to me, they're automatically perfect. No, Mm -hmm. that is not only an incorrect way of thinking about it in a human sense. It's a terrible way of thinking about it spiritually. Yeah. Because you have to accept, of course, that we are all fallen human beings and that as human beings, we have to be told what is right and wrong. It is not yeah. something that is ingrained into us. And if we were just acting naturally, we would be inherently prideful and inherently selfish. Yeah.
2: No, I, I agree. Like I think the 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 big problem with this whole story is that it, it really demonstrates the uh, like one of the few places of axi privilege. She is the mother of what, like, I would portray. Like, you know, like, she described, like, you know, that her son um, would, uh, one day she would, he would wear, like, a skirt, but then the next day, like, polo and a hoodie and, you know, t t-shirt and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, yeah, just like a girl would, because she would go back and forth between girly outfits and all that. I'm like, it's like, she's she's trying suit. to excuse this. Yeah. And a pantsuit. Hillary. Like, you know, like, you know, like Hillary Clinton, you know. Hillary. But, uh but but then she goes even further and she tries to excuse the bad behavior. I'm like, yes, it's a bit of a touchy situation. Like the 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 boy and and the girl have had sex before. They they've had this kind of on and off, on again, and off again relationship. But like like let's face it, they're in the bathroom together, and I'm like, uh-huh. oh, we've done it. They've had sex in there before, like according to some of the reports. And I'm like, yeah, okay, that's still not okay. That's still uh-huh. not okay that you're having sex yeah, in a high school girls bathroom. bathroom. In a high school bathroom, that I'm like, I don't care how many times you've done it, that's still not okay, whether or not it's consensual. And let's face it, in universities, the consent that the consent thing is so tricky that they go to great lengths to try to like determine what is consent, what isn't consent. Uh, based according to the story that I heard, um, they they were in the bathroom and he was he kept pestering her, saying like, Oh, we're we gonna have sex today, are we gonna have sex today? Are we gonna have sex today? And then finally I, I think that maybe they started, but he got very aggressive and he actually ended up like uh like according to her, he she he started having um sex with her like you know, like trying to have sex with her normally, but he ended up penetrating her uh-huh. uh like anally. from behind painily. And I'm like, that seems kinda of like a funny accident, you know, to penetrate somebody accidentally and all that. And then, like, you know, like, it's, it's like, how do you, like, it's like, whoops, just kind of went in the wrong place. So I'm like, no, that seems very intentional. And on top of that, like, forced fellatio, which is basically a forced oral, oral sex. I mean, it, it sounds like she's already, like, per, portraying this as a consensual thing that she just changed her mind later. I'm like, no, I don't think so. I think there's, there's a lot more, like, I think that she portrays her son as like, as like, oh, I'm trying to be nice. I'm trying to be really thoughtful and very caring and all that. I'm like, eh. you know. And the thing is, like, anytime you and anybody, anytime anybody has sex, particularly in a public place, when if the if the girl decides that she doesn't want to, even in the middle of it, you can't just kind of like say like, oh well, she she wanted it and it's all over. I've heard university students that have gotten like their lives ruined because a girl decided halfway through that she's like, oh, I don't feel like doing it anymore. I'm like, and I get the rules of consent are difficult, but very important here is that this is a huge, huge warning flag, a red flag about why this kind of stuff should never happen. This kind of, like, you know, behavior should never be tolerated. Yeah. And thing when he did it again to another girl in a different school, when he's already in huge trouble, because he had a ankle monitor that mm-hmm. was put on at a new school, and yet he blatantly, flagrantly went and felt, touched up another girl. Yeah. I'm like, at that point, no. There's no excuse. This guy is like clearly has a pattern, behavior, a pattern and... Of
0: behavior and a pattern of violence.
2: Yeah, I mean you could like make, you could possibly make, reasonably make the case that there was like a huge misunderstanding and maybe the guy didn't realize if nothing else happened. But the, the second he violated another girl, you know, no. That, that just got really out of hand. Yep. And so this is the problem, is that these children nowadays, particularly like, you know, transgender, uh, you know kids they feel like they can get away with bloody murder yep. and they'll be fine like mm-hmm. there's, there's almost like this feeling like they can get away with almost anything and in this case like the mom is saying things like this, where any other parent like trying to defend a rapist yeah i'm sorry like you know it's like you're mm-hmm. already going way too far so yeah. yeah it's it's this kind of thing that's making such like you know just such such a terrible example for kids I don't know. It's, yeah, this, this is the kind of parent that really just makes irk you. really grinds your gears, really grinds your gears. But lastly, let's not forget the girl. Yeah. You know, at the end of this whole thing, the girl who got like violated, like she's now she's going to have to live with this for the rest of her life. She is legitimately a victim. Right yes. Now. Because is. not only is she a victim of this guy, but now she's being victimized by having this entire thing public, her entire life being publicized and probably being harassed, and mm-hmm. you know, like I don't know, her life probably destroyed by a lot of these people. Yep. And you know, Radical like she really just, dis- yeah, she really deserves, like you know, a lot of compassion. She does. And I hate to say it, but I, 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 I really doubt. I have I have my doubts that the transgender community would in any way Give treat her it. as you know, like you know, treat her as like a, a, a victim. genuine victim, and not as like, oh, you you're the one that you're just a bigot. That, yeah, that that basically made it made it hard for all of us, or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Okay,
0: and of course, this story, being kind of related to all this issue about intercourse and rape and sex trafficking, then transitions into another one, a story that I'm calling our taken story. Real life taken. Real, Real life, life taken because it's freaking right. awesome. Liam Neeson. Okay. Comes, know. Come back to left. Liam Neeson should just like come up and be like, you the hey, real hey, MVP.
2: Copyright. Copyright people. <laughs> <laughs>
3: so a man
0: killed his daughter's boyfriend for selling her into sex trafficking ring. Police say the 19 year old victim was killed last year. Police in Spokane, Washington said the remains were recently discovered in the trunk of a car. So, Washington state father killed his daughter's 19-year-old boyfriend for selling her into sex trafficking ring. The boyfriend's remains were discovered in the trunk of an abandoned car. Police said in a press release Monday, investigators say the bel- believe the victim was killed in November of 2020. The girl's mm-hmm. father, John Iseman, was charged with first degree murder and is being held on a one million dollar bond. Police said Eisenman learned in October 2020 that his juvenile daughter had been sex trafficked in the Seattle area and obtained information that her boyfriend was responsible. He was able to rescue his daughter and get her back to Spokane that same month. Like, what? He was dad.
2: Wow. Yeah. When That's the daughter.
0: Plan. Oh, it's super impressive. When the daughter learned that his wow. daughter's boyfriend, or when the father learned that his daughter's boyfriend was going to be at a location, he drove there and waited for the 19 year old to arrive. During Did that encounter. Like Shut up! <laughs> he abducted the victim, tying him up and placing him in the trunk of a vehicle. Eisenman then su- subsequently assaulted the victim by hitting him in the head with a cinder block and stabbed him repeatedly, causing his death. <laughs> After the homicide, he drove the vehicle to a remote area in North Spokane and abandoned the car with the body still inside.
5: Uh, and of course, it was savage. just found.
0: It was just found last month. But this guy, like I, I read this okay, story. Okay.
2: Okay, you, get, you
0: give your interpretation on this story. I was, was
2: going to say, I'm like, this is, like, so many movies that I've seen, but where they actually carry through with the whole thing. This is Uncle Buck. Uncle Buck is, like, he, like, threatens that boy, like, with all sorts of crazy things. He never follows through. But, like, you know, this is, like, the dad actually followed through. He's like, oh, yeah, this is happening. Or, like, those those movies where you see the dad is, like, prom night, and he talks to the son, that, that boy that's taking this girl out for a thing. He's Shot like, you know, that's not that's my baby girl. Yeah. And I... Take care of my baby girl. Exactly. Are you going to take care of my baby girl? He's like, yep. oh, yes, sir. He's like, you better. <laughs> yeah. Right? But this, is like, actually happened. He followed through. <laughs> yeah.
0: I would, I like, I would just love, like, when this guy goes to court, the I just, the best thing for the judge to say would be, okay, I'm just going to say right now, like. No matter what happens. You're going to get, you're like, <laughs> you're going to get, like, probably 10 hours of community service for this. That's right. That's going to be your max crime. But and, uh, can you just a, describe a for the public record how you took down that sex trafficking
2: ring? you took down that S.O.B.? I want to hear the whole story. should be a
0: matter of public record, and then just, like, Maybe brand you no with detail. the word hero.
2: Because... <laughs> do, like, we have, do, we have, do we have an award? Just give me any medal. Just yeah. any medal. I want to just bring it up. Just
0: yeah. Present it to this man.
2: Well, like, so many commentators
0: <laughs> are just like, okay, what do we do for this guy? It's just like, father of the year award... And yep. free beer and, like, wings for life. Yeah.
2: Because, <laughs> like, this guy is awesome. That's amazing. Like, it's it's hard to, to really kind of, like, you know, put it in the, in the proper context, right? Because, like, on the one hand, it's like, this is vigilantism. It is. And, like, you know, we like we don't want a society that devolves into vigilantism because then it just becomes tit for tat, kicking it out of control. But at the same time... This is the kind of thing where, like, you know, okay, do we think that this this young man deserved the death penalty? Probably, because this guy is like basically sold her, and she could have like been like you know like raped. uh, Oh, she she was. Killed. She could have been all sorts of things, and this douchebag just completely and totally just abandoned Mm -hmm. her like that. This like these people are truly monsters. Yep. They're literally monsters. Mm -hmm. And I like in the Old Testament, this is this is a, a complete like. Uh, like automatic. This guy deserves to die. Straight stoned. up, this kind of stoned. Thing. Yeah, no. Like worse than that. Like you know, you're you're killed. Like you know, by the entire community in a very oh, yeah, stone no, stoned way. to death. Yeah, yeah. yeah But like in more, yeah, it could be stoned to death. <laughs> stoned to I, death I, is pretty. More of different things too, right? Like there's all sorts of ways. <laughs> but seriously, like you know, these are yeah. the kind of people, like like serial rapists, uh, child molesters, like people who sell women into like like sex trafficking. These are horrible crimes. Yeah, these are the kind of crimes that like absolutely destroy people's lives. Yep, And yeah. Yeah.
0: Or as make to make a Firefly reference, the special dark levels of hell reserved for child molesters and people who talk in the theater. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> but yeah, like special level of hell for child rapists and people who mm-hmm. sell their significant others into sex slavery. And uh, like yeah. this story <laughs> like i wonder what would have ha- like what the father did in terms of contacting the police like what did he try and contact the police like did mm-hmm. they say well like we're investigating it but we're probably not going to do anything like right now we're just observing we don't have enough evidence to act on it and like we hope your daughter turns out okay but we're not authorized to do anything like yeah. if he sought the proper methods to say, okay, I want to go through the system, I want to use the justice system to enact yep. proper justice on these scum, this human filth, mm-hmm. on these people that were doing the sex trafficking ring, and the police yep. and the justice system said no, mm-hmm. then totally, 100% justified. Mm-hmm. Because you cannot... I, it's really unfortunate how our justice system works, in that sometimes they want to get the big fish... And they ignore the little guy,
3: yeah.
0: And I understand the desire to get the big fish, but mm-hmm. that makes a lot of people suffer along the way, yeah. And this, yeah, like this it's, actually it's... reminds me of a story from last year, <laughs> and I'll I'll kind of link the name in the description. But <laughs> there was this there was this guy, and he was an ex teacher or an ex public school employee, and he moved into this neighborhood. I think it was in. Mm-hmm. Nebraska or Ohio. And he noticed that there was a child sex, like a pedophile who mm. was living in his area. And he was going to the park and eyeing up kids. Mm. And he's like, this guy's going to strike again. And he looked up his history and he's like, he raped a kid and he molested a kid. And he served two years in jail for that. That sounds like too little. And he's like, that's, and it was like 15 years apart. And it's like, that's probably the ones we know about. That's probably There are plenty more victims that didn't, couldn't come forward or weren't able to come forward. And this guy looks like he's fully willing to strike and hurt kids again. And Mm -hmm. so he went up, walked up to his front door, put a pillow in front of his face and shot him in the head seven times. Wow. And unfortunately, that guy, while doing a great public service, Mm -hmm. because the justice system was clearly not acting properly, that guy got 40 years in jail. Mm. And I'm like, no.
2: That is a miscarriage of justice. Especially when you think about like the idea of like, you know, when you when you molest kids, uh like you that the, the you've ruined their lives. Oh yeah, the kid, kid killed himself. Them. That will go with them for like most of their lives. I know people like even today, like who are like in their thirties, who still struggle with child childhood sexual abuse and like the impact that it had on them. And some of them like these are these are the lucky ones that did okay. Yeah, Like, you know, then the, the ones, like you said, like the ones that kill themselves or get into drugs or like their entire lives are like completely ruined and all that kind of stuff. It's like, oh, it's like, okay, if they didn't kill them at the moment, but, you know, they died 10 years later. Is that still okay? I mean, you know, like that kind of stuff. So, yeah. So, I don't know. I think there's a good context. Like you have like, you have like the, the mom that defends a, like a, a literal, like, you know, uh, abuser and attacker uh-huh. and a dad who defends an actual victim. And actually, like, you know, like, you know, tries to find like legitimate justice. And not only,
0: yeah. it's, not
2: a, it's not about revenge. His name is James Fairbanks. Sure, yeah, it's about making sure that it doesn't happen again. Sure it's so amazing. Bad. And I'm really, really glad that, um, yeah, people like.
0: Good night, Danny. Good night.
2: Off to bed, buddy.
3: <laughs>
2: That's the little man. <laughs> So yeah, so like this is like a perfect like you know context of like you know Yang and Yang, the dark and the light. You mm-hmm. know, I am like I, I kind of like how that works out. But speaking of like child rapists, we should move yep. on to our next story. Funny <laughs> <What laughs> how that's like a theme that's kind of running. I along. won't say I,
0: this is explicitly connected. Well, it has a, it has it definitely is. something oh, to do with me. child rapists. That's,
2: that's true. It will. You will see very. quickly <laughs> you, why will see. you will see this. You will see. All, All
0: right. right,
2: and we'll that's up, also Steve.
0: going to be our. Check. check so give me one second and I will set all of that up <laughs> sometimes it takes a bit of time to to, to prep this stuff I did oh, not yeah. I will admit to everybody who's mm-hmm. like listening and watching we did not plan to do that last segment until just before mm-hmm. it happened this was like we had that entire conversation completely ad lib yep, yep. Stephen had a, I did um, not prepare anybody for
2: that Stephen had a little bit of a squirrel moment. A squirrel. (laughs) It's ran off.
3: Let's "Let's talk about take it.
0: Let's talk about Liam Neeson.
2: (laughs) But you're such a big kid. (laughs) I'm 29. (laughs) Oh, you're definitely a big kid. My gosh. I am a big boy. (laughs) If you only knew the pull ups that he has to wear, it's crazy. You said you're a big boy. I'm (laughs) a big kid now. (laughs) I go poop at the party. <laughs> Unlike these when he people. He aims properly.
0: So, this is our shrewd check. Shrewd check, man! Oh, shrewd yeah. Cat. So, this, as we said, talking about Kyle Rittenhouse and fully going over and debunking the mainstream narrative which mm. they are trying to push about everything that happened that night. And yeah, the yeah. people which they are trying to perceive and push the narrative that they are victims. So Danny Well let me let me let
2: me, let me set it, it up really quick. Okay, so really quickly, uh this video is from the New York Times. Now the reason I chose to do this one for the truth check is because the New York Times is a great example of the media narrative. The 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 big story with with Cal House is that he he was in there and, and like, you know, obviously like A lot of people know about what happened. Uh, Maybe not some of the little details, but we're going to walk you through some of the details. But the reason I wanted to do the New York Times is because the left is trying to portray Kyle Rittenhouse as the bad guy, as the boogeyman, as like the ultimate villain. And um, and when you when you actually watch the actual court case, get into the details, you find out that most of the stuff that they're telling you is complete and total garbage. And I watched this, uh, you know, this today when I was. Trying to see what, like what the left does, and it was amazing how much how how much spin they put on this. So we're gonna ha- we're gonna help you walk through some of the spin that they put in there. So this first clip, um, this is basically set giving you a kind
4: of uh, an the, like, the setup. Yeah, setting the stage for uh, what what comes up. So go ahead, Steve. Right. Throughout the day and early into the evening. More openly armed men arrived near the protests. Some position themselves close to businesses that had been damaged for earlier um, nights. So-called militia, and they're this making them look like first bad guys. Ryan Balch, an Iraq and Afghanistan veteran from a town 40 minutes away, who's there mm-hmm. with a group of friends. He's also been subpoenaed in the Rittenhouse trial.
5: I would say what brought me to Kenosha was that I felt like something needed to be done. If law enforcement's not going to try to keep the peace, then somebody else needs to go out there and make sure that that happens. Keep in mind, this guy's training the... ...gave him the skills to help the... wing guy? Mm-hmm. We
4: kind
2: of
5: trusted ourselves. But really,
2: later on, you'll, you'll see that he, he completely
5: and flips. bring the situation to the correct conclusion.
4: At the time, he also supported the extremist Boogaloo movement, which is anti-police and calls for the government's overthrow. He says he later stopped supporting the movement. Balsh and his friends eventually link up with other openly armed men. Among them is Kyle Rittenhouse. Okay, stop there, Okay, so um,
2: I want you to kind of like you know like there's 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 a lot more to this video. Obviously, they they do a lot more. They they kind of show at the very beginning how everything kind of like really ramps up at the uh, at, at the courthouse. There's a lot of like you know clashes and initially the police kind of shoo everyone down south from like the courthouse to where Kyle Rittenhouse is. But look look how they're setting it up. Immediately what they're doing, they're trying to portray Kyle Rittenhouse as one of those gun-happy gun nuts who's there To cause trouble. He's like a troublemaker. He's like, oh, look at this guy. He's bad. He's one of those gun, you know, like people, like, you know, out there looking for trouble. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. like, and yet they forget that the people who are actually the rioters are the people burning, you know, crap down, are the people like throwing, like, you know, like projectiles at people and are beating up anybody around that they don't like, you know, that. Like, let's not forget that. So just keep in mind they're
4: setting them up. Okay. Of course. House is 17 years old. He's from Illinois and isn't legally allowed to carry a gun in Wisconsin. both says lying. he didn't know Rittenhouse or the people he was with, but decided to team up with them anyway. Okay, stop on there. A level
5: of me and my guys.
2: Okay, so uh, big thing here. There's a lot of lies that, that that the media has told about, like you know, Kyle Rittenhouse. First of all, they, they try to like portray him like he's from Illinois. Okay. Now keep in mind he. Like, like where he lives to where this is, it's like less than a 30-minute drive. Like, I drive 30 minutes, like, most days to to get get to work. work. It's It's not a long commute. And for him, this was not a long commute. Secondly, he lives in the area. Or, like, his father lives in the area. He has friends in the area. And most of the things that he does are in the area. He's a lifeguard there. Mm-hmm. And he's very well acquainted with the people at the at the car dealership. So it's not like he's just some out-of-towner that went in the middle of nowhere where he doesn't belong. Like, this is actually kind of his hometown. It's like me, like, you know, traveling or, like, visiting Airdrie, which mm-hmm. is, like, where my buddy lives. I'm like, yeah, like, I go there all the time. Like, I care about that community, it's just as much as Calgary. I'm like, it's not like, and it, even then, I don't even have as many connections to Airdrie as he did, as yep. this guy had to Kenosha. So... This is not some out-of-towner like that has no business there. He legit- legitimately has a whole bunch of reasons to be there, right? Secondly, he's allowed to carry a gun. Like, uh, there's a little bit like a-, a gray area about you know when and how you're allowed to carry guns. Um, I can't get into that whole thing, but like that, the whole idea that he they can't carry a gun at all—that's not—that's not legitimately true. They they try to like kind of like play with the law, but like you know he's still within the law, I think. And it's finally. The gun. He never transported a gun across state lines. Mm-hmm. Like the the media has been trying to say that. They've already debunked that in the court proceeding. So right off the bat, they're trying to like you know make it sound like you know Kyle is just there looking for trouble. He's one of those bad militia, you know, like right wing extremist kind of thing, right? Okay. So from here, Stephen, we can go to like the next uh, the next clip.
4: Um, mm-hmm. And if you notice, we put this in the uh, in the thing. Okay. Just arriving at the protest. Our Hannah Giddings. And her boyfriend, Anthony Huber. both. This are important. But by night's end, Huber will be shot and killed by Kyle Rittenhouse. One of the Guinness guys that got killed. now been subpoenaed for Rittenhouse's trial.
6: I wouldn't really say we were like heavy activists or anything previously, but we knew Jake Blake <laughs> and felt like we needed to be present and standing united with the people who believe the same things that we do and want basic human rights, civil rights, equality. I just have to, many people. Okay, I have to
0: stop it right there. If you knew Jacob Blake, like if this woman mm-hmm. says she knew Jacob Blake, then it's mm-hmm. like why on earth would you not be supporting with the like the cop shot Jacob Blake? Yes. Was yeah. that shooting justified? 100%. Yes. If she knew Jacob Blake, she would also know that
2: he is a rapist. Mm-hmm. But she's no, defending she to- him. I, I, I'll, I'll get in a second. I will pretty much say like you know why. Like maybe there's a reason why she liked you know uh, like the Anthony Hoover. We're gonna go into that in a second, but yeah, yeah. keep going here.
4: <laughs> the standoff between protesters and the police becomes more violent.
0: Then they're not protesters. No.
6: Are you serious? Oh, serious. Of course it is. Super quickly. Police and riot! You're all yelling to disperse and go home. You're breaking curfew. I got grabbed by the police, and he threatened to lock me up if he. Caught Another me victim here. At night. I just went mm-hmm.
4: home. Faced with this massive show of force, only a small number of protesters choose to stay. Among the shrinking crowd is Gage Grosskreutz, okay, stop, stop paramedic Come. from Milwaukee.
2: Before, stop there! Before we move on to Gage, okay? So let's let's uh, you know get out of this uh, thing. Let's go to the first article. Okay. okay, so we're gonna go a little bit into Anthony Huber. Okay, so Anthony Huber, for anyone who doesn't know, they're, they're portraying this guy as like a a downright hero. He is like the the like the, they have this wonderful tendency to elevate these people who are wonderful and like oh my goodness he's like he's a saint he's he's like a martyr for like the cause and he was this wonderful lo- loving guy. But let's actually get into who he was and what he was actually about. Okay, so first of all. Uh, and like I just chose this article because it's nice and succinct, but it kind of gives you a good, good little uh, idea. Anthony Huber, uh, this, she says he, he's not an activist. He's like, you know, he's like, he's just a good guy. He's like, he's not at all. So if you read this, uh, like, little thing here, it says, um, um, so, like, you know, go down to, like, the, where it says 2012, okay? Mm-hmm. Not going to read the whole thing, but um, right there. 2012, Huber held a six-long Six inch long butcher knife to his brother's neck and violently attacked him. He told his brother he was going to gut him like a pig. He choked his brother and dug his nails into his neck. His brother could not breathe for 10 seconds. Then he stabbed him in the air. He then threatened to burn the house down and kill his mother, grandmother, and siblings. He were left on his skateboard. This sounds like a lovely young man, doesn't he? He's like, he, he clearly is a saint, you know, the kind of guy that you'd really want to have over for Thanksgiving dinner. But later, 2017, when Huber was in an argument with his sister, his mother called the police and told them that Huber has a history of abusive behavior. Keep in mind, these are the only incidents that, like, the police were called and involved. Like, obviously, there's more more to this. He karate kicked her, and she fell down in pain. He told the police that he wasn't wrong to turn his sister. You know, again, you know, kicks not only a girl, but his sister. And this guy has a Gigantic laundry list of all sorts of like you know issues. He has battery, domestic battery, domestic disorder conduct. Um, he you know, like he uh, he has vandalism charges, he has uh, you know, drug charges, he has all sorts of all sorts of things. This guy is a violent, violent man, okay now. Does that mean that he deserves to die? No, I'm not saying that at all. But it kind of gives you a picture gives of you the profile. kind of people, of kind of people that were at this rally. This is just one person out of an entire crowd of people, and he has a history of violence. He has a history of having no remorse for hurting people, even people he cares about. And this 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 girlfriend tries to portray him as this victim's like. <gasps> Oh, but he was such a lovely guy. And so was Jacob Blake. Now you kind of see the connection. Like if she defends Jacob Blake, you can see how he, she would be defending him as well. Yep. This guy was violent and he's not like, like if you think that like, he's there for heroic reasons to help protect people, like think again. Okay. Now they're going to take to the next person. So this is um, Gage. Uh, you know, it's, it's pretty much where we are. So Gage. Yep. Um, okay. uh, was, was, also was Chris.
4: Chris. For the Rittenhouse trial. When you go into a protest or a march in a medic capacity, you're essentially waiving that luxury to be able to pick a side because, ethically speaking, you know, you're know, you there to treat everybody. Well, like, isn't he actually guy.
0: not a medic?
2: No, eh, well, we'll kind of go into that a little bit. Nathan P.
4: You know? Grosskreutz, decided to come armed with a handgun.
2: That's my right. Simple as that.
4: He'll later be shot by Kyle Rittenhouse after drawing oh. his gun and trying to stop him. Of course,
2: of course. Try to stop him. Okay, stop there. Okay, let's get into Gage um, um, Gross crits. Gross Grosskreutz, like the most difficult name ever to to pronounce. Okay, let's 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 get something straight. This guy is not a hero. Now, I've seen several attempts to try to portray this guy as this saintly guy there to help people. Now, let's compare him to to, uh, uh, Cal Rittenhouse. Cal Rittenhouse was there. He was running around with a fire extinguisher, putting out fires. He was running around trying to help people with his med kit. He was running around trying to, like, you know, prevent crime. And he, like, you know, like, whereas this guy, Gage, was running around, um, actually instigating fights, and he has a terribly, uh, checkered uh, past. Okay, so let's go into, like, some of his, um, his past. Um... Uh, okay, so let's go back. Let's, let's go down to where it says, uh, for some reason, uh, Gross has not yet been arrested. Go, go a little more. Go a little bit uh, no, further yeah, down. Down, down. Yeah, uh, it's right where uh, it says. Okay, there we go. Block. You got it? Okay, so let's go into this. So obviously, the, the media has portrayed this guy as like the ultimate saint. He's the ultimate martyr. He, he was a good Samaritan trying to stop a potential like mass murderer, killer kind of thing. But let's let's get rid of that whole idea. So Grosskreutz is no victim. He appeared to race towards Rittenhouse with a gun in his hand. That the, the media didn't want to say that at first, but they eventually they couldn't they could not uh, avoid that uh, little little factoid that kind of came out. Okay, uh, his friend later claimed that Grosskreutz regretted not killing. House. His intent to kill House is one thing, maybe difficult to prove, but carrying his guy is another thing. Uh, can you go to the uh, Andy No uh, part there, Stephen? On, the on article. The... Yeah, the article. Go down to uh, the uh, the uh, Gabe Grossroots uh, right there. Okay, so here's a picture. Andy No uh, showed a picture. A little little lower. Keep going down. There you go. Right there. So this is a, a picture. Andy No showed a picture. This you can't find this because they deleted this this account, but this is a, a picture of a of, of gauge. Gage's friend, at the hospital. And he was visiting Gage. He obviously had like a big surgery and all that. And he said here, like, you know, um, he said that he had one regret, that uh, his regret that they didn't kill the kid, that he hesitated to pull out the gun, to pull the trigger before emptying the entire mag into him. All right. So right there, like, and this was like so public. This was so public. Obviously they, they had to walk this back later. But his own friend said that Gage confessed to him. He wishes he had shot this kid in the head several times. If you think that this guy was there, just had a gun just to protect his uh, his friend, um, no, he he had he had fully murderous intents for this kid. He had no intention of being there like a, as a good Samaritan. No, he wanted to kill this kid. He just he was just looking for his chance. And if you examine the video, you'll see that he basically at first when he sees that he shoots the uh the other guy uh Gage um uh, what's his name um uh Anthony Huber when he shoots Anthony Huber this guy puts his hands up he's like whoa whoa, whoa don't shoot don't shoot and so Kyle doesn't shoot him he, int- he instead like takes his gun down pointed away from him to clear a jam and then now that he sees his chance, he goes around, tries to like get behind him where he can't see him. And Kyle is much quicker. He like reaches up and shoots him in the in in the act of trying to kill him. If anybody is guilty of attempted murder, this guy is. Mm-hmm. He just didn't get away with it. Yep. This guy was like you know guilty well of he got away as far as
0: the justice system is concerned. Exactly. But he did get comeuppance in the form of being
2: shot in the arm. No, exactly. Now, go back to the article from uh, the the, uh, Gateway Pundit, uh, Stephen, where we were. Okay, so go down a little more uh, where where the red letters are, right there, okay. So, um, one of the things that he said in the video, if you saw, he said that he's like, you know, he's carrying a gun. It's like, oh, yeah, it's my right. You know, I have a right to carry a gun. And I'm like, nope, because, first of all, um, in order to have, like, a license in Wisconsin, you have to be 21 years of age. In the video, he said, like, oh, yeah, I have a permit, uh, a concealed carry permit. I've had it for years. He claimed at that time that he was 22. There's no way he could have had it for years. Already, he's a bit of a serial liar. Okay? But more than that, uh, he has, uh, where is it? Uh, Go down a little more. Um, Case number uh, 2016, uh, all this. So I'll, I'll give you an idea. He was carrying a firearm while he was intoxicated, and he got charged for that. This is an actual crime that he got the uh, he got a mm-hmm. uh, you know like you know like he kind of kind of got a, a certain punishment. But one of the conditions of that uh, like a plea, plea deal that he did is that in you see in red, um, court ordered no possession or use of controlled substances without a valid prescription and no dangerous weapons or firearms. So Gage was at that protest illegally having a, a handgun. Yes, he may. He, I don't know if he did or not. But even if he had a concealed carry permit, he's not allowed to carry a gun. So he's out there with a gun illegally. And just so you know, this guy also has a bit of a dangerous history um, with uh, with the law as well. This guy, where is it? Uh, uh, keep going down. Um, uh-huh. If you keep going down, you'll see that there's uh, additional things that he's been charged with. Um, you know, guilt. Uh, he got ordinance violations he got um all sorts of uh, intoxication kind of pleas but um where's the story i don't know if it's here okay I i saw it somewhere else but essentially this guy has also been he got charged for uh prowling essentially for being in a restricted area where police are taking videos and taking pictures and he's been extremely um aggressive towards the people that um that he's supposed to, you know, like that, 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 uh, when he's charged, uh, showing incredible and total disdain for law enforcement. This guy's not a hero. No. Nope. So I wanna m- make sure you guys know Anthony Huber is no hero. Neither is, uh, Gage, um, uh, Gross And the worst of all, keep going. Keep going on the video. Uh, yes. Actually, let's go, let's go together. Let's move it on to, uh, uh, 1330. 1330. Oh yeah, the next the next, uh, Joseph Rosenbaum.
0: One of the militia oh, members
6: claimed that a police officer told him that the officers were going to push the protesters out of Civic Center Park and that the militia would handle them.
5: I don't believe that for a second.
4: Mm. The police continue pushing protesters further down the road to this intersection here at Gas Station.
3: Oh yeah, watch out! Watch
1: out! They got
2: their guns out. Okay, so you see, like a
4: big altercation at the gas station with a whole bunch of police uh,
2: and a whole bunch of BLM protesters.
4: Joseph Rosenbaum.
2: Okay. The first person.
4: Kyle Rittenhouse fatally.
2: Okay. I just want—I I noticed this. I'll do my research. If you, okay, that's Rosenbaum right there in the red shirt. But right behind him, literally standing right behind him, guess who that is? That's Anthony Huber. Yep, that's the skateboard guy, the guy that like, you know, hit the Cal Rittenhouse in the head. So these two men are the two victims of Cal Rittenhouse later on. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was interesting that they're both together. and 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 also Anthony Huber is also defending uh, Jay Rosenbaum. but mm-hmm. uh, kind of maybe shouldn't. you know, go, go on
4: shoots that night. He joins the fight against the armed civilians. Look at this guy as other protesters tried to stop him. Mm-hmm. You'll notice he's very aggressive, hostile. Going mental health treatment. His mm-hmm. reasons for being here are unclear, and he doesn't appear to have attended a protest before. But okay, his actions there. on this now Okay, uh, let's let's
2: go to uh, talk about Mr. Rosenbaum. Okay, this guy is this guy has a, a rap sheet a mile long. This guy should not have been anywhere near this protest. Okay, so let's let's go through some of the things that he is. First of all, if you look at the the, the first title, like right underneath this picture, uh Joseph Rosenbaum is a sex offender. He has assaulted um and actually like uh had like you know like uh for sex with children. And not just like one child, with five children. I think I've heard like up to six children. Now, his charges don't, you know, like don't include all of them, but that was because of a plea deal. But this guy's First of all, he's a sex offender. He has a massively long rap sheet. If you go down Stephen,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um go down to uh where you see the where you see the little uh little, little table. So go you're going to go down for a little way, little ways to the disciplinary actions table. Um you have to go down, keep going, keep going. My goodness. All right, so I know this I, I'm telling you this we have to scroll through so much here. Here it is. Okay, so let's look at this stuff. This is like you know his um record in uh while he was um and under um Arrest. So, uh, disobeying uh, verbal written order, shocking staff, assaulting staff, this is the prisons that he's been in, uh, assaulting staff, assaulting staff, tampering with security, uh, disobeying verbal orders, possession of contraband, disrespect, tampering, like, you know, he just goes on. He also has multiple, multiple uh, charges of assault in uh, various places. Um, now, let's talk about the other part that they, they, they like to uh, throw into this. Okay, so if you go, go all the way to the back to the top scene, Um, so this guy, um, also, he also has, um, uh, like a fiance and whenever you see picked videos and pictures of this guy, they like to, they, they like to show him with, um, yeah, with, with his like girlfriend and like, you know, their daughter and all that. Right. But what they don't tell you is that the girlfriend has a restraining order against him because of domestic violence. Um, he was released from a hospital, but yes, a like, an a hospital for those who have mental illness, and part of his mental illness is that he is a, a, an aggressive, like, you know, psychopath that likes to, like, you know, like, push people and, you know, get in trouble. Secondly, he couldn't stay with her, which is why he was at the protest, because of that restraining order. And additionally, they try to portray him as like, oh, he just left the hospital. It's like, no, he left the insane asylum, because... Mm-hmm. He is an unhinged man. And if you watch that video, like of, of him in that crowd, you don't get a sense of a guy who's just there, maybe just saying a couple things. People have to hold him back. That's how aggressive he is. And that's yeah. how, like, and he's even saying, shoot me, shoot me. And he's like, you know, like, uh, he's, he's clearly, this guy clearly has a lot of problems and mm-hmm. it's like the, the worst of the worst. Okay. So if we go back to the video, you'll see what actually happens
4: with this guy. This guy is. um... Will add to an already volatile situation. (laughs) At this point, the group of protesters has thinned out. There he is, right there.
1: Off he
2: goes.
4: All of this is done pretty much in the
1: name of Black Lives Matter. And there's definitely black people in the crowd, Mm -hmm. but
4: there definitely was more white people. The armed Mm -hmm. men chalk up any conflict with the protesters to miscommunication.
5: We had some negative interactions. But that was more of a confusion on their part about what we were about. But many of the protesters
4: feel uncomfortable with the armed presence. They accuse Walsh and others of playing vigilante.
6: Why else are you going to show up, especially Kyle Rittenhouse, show up to a city you don't even live in, armed to the teeth to protect your community? This is not your community, pal. You don't live here. I right, stop there.
2: Yeah. Okay. So that that was the girl from the band, Anthony Huber. Uh of course, you know, she clearly is a, a truly balanced person with her green hair and like, you know, like all that ring. stuff on her face and all that. And I'm like, yeah, she's she's clearly an unbiased kind of person and all that. But let's 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 talk about that. So she says, like, you don't even live here, pal. It's like, well, she clearly doesn't know him and doesn't hasn't done even his lick of homework because you can live in, you can have like a home address somewhere else, and yet have very big ties in a community, which Kyle did. You know, she clearly hasn't done any any research or homework on this on this kid at all. Secondly, even if he wasn't from there, you know, like the fact that he's there, like look how she's 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 kind of like singling him out of all the people that were there. Why was he? And, why was he there? Oh, he's he's clearly like he's, he's the responsible ringleader. But look at the way that the, the this show is trying to portray the uh, people with guns. The people with guns are showing incredible restraint. Mm-hmm. And yet the people who are part of the BLM uh, in that little interaction, you see them. They are aggressive, they're like violent, they're throwing all sorts of like insults, they're 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 trying to get people these people to act. No, no, no. They're trying to instigate. And yet they're the bad guys because they have the guns. They have to be the bad guys. It's like, no. But like here here you even see here, look, look look at this le- next little scene, and then we'll skip to the, the actual of things. So go. Thank you. You're
1: it's the
4: police. But the police praise the armed men and offer them assistance. Hey,
1: we appreciate hey, okay. you guys. We really do.
5: This is not the group of people we want here, but you can open carry weapons. So mm-hmm. there wasn't a violation of the law. But just like the protesters, yeah,
4: the armed we'll civilians there. are violating the curfew.
2: Okay, so here, like, again, like, the, you know, he, the, the police chief himself says, like, well, they're not breaking any laws because they're allowed to carry weapons. This is actual law of Wisconsin. But they're like, well, they're also violating curfew. Like, so are the Thousands of protesters who are not not only are they violate those protesters violating curfew, they're also setting fire to buildings, setting you know like fire to like you know up to to tires, to car lots, to uh, property. They're throwing things at the police. They're launching projectiles. They're throwing gas bombs. They're throwing everything. Attacking business owners, attacking business owners. The whole thing, like it's it's like oh, it's like let's just it's like one group has guns, breaking no laws. Except maybe curfew, the other group breaking curfew, among many, many other
3: violations. It's mm-hmm. it's
2: incredible the the misportrayal here. Okay? Yeah. And the BLM one they're just they're just nice protesters. Okay. Yeah. So let's go to the chase begins. That's where you're right.
4: The armed Coward men not. appear emboldened by the inaction of the police towards them. Minutes after encountering the officers, Rittenhouse explains to a reporter from the Daily Caller why he thinks he belongs in Kenosha.
6: Our job is to protect this business, and part of my job is to there's somebody hurt. I'm running into harm's way. That's why I have my way.
4: It's about 15 minutes until he'll fire his first shot. Hey, stop right there. And we'll, we'll kind of stop. Okay.
2: So, right there, we get the first actual evidence of Kyle Rittenhouse. And what do they do? They're like, it's like, why, you know, he, he tries to justify why he's there. It's like, he has the right to be there. Yep. He, he has to talk me. Like, we already covered this. But on top of that, notice how they, they 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 don't they don't show something else, Stephen. What else do they not show about Cal Rittenhouse? These what His interactions earlier in the day, like what? Like helping protesters, like providing actually like providing medical aid yep. to many people out there in the crowd. Mm-hmm. Like like taking a fire extinguisher and going around putting out fires, like. <laughs> You know, providing a, a an actual presence that makes people not want to burn down buildings and not want to cause damage, damage yeah. and havoc, and you know, all that kind of stuff. Like, they, they they completely like you know like completely you know go over that, and it portray him as the bad guy. Yeah. He this entire night he never showed a, a lick of aggression aggression or any kind of like uh bad you know bad guy vibe and went towards anybody. Whereas uh-huh. every single other person showed. So many signs of aggression. Uh, you see it from Anthony Huber. He was being aggressive. He was yelling at people. He was being like, you know, uh, he was trying to instigate, uh, like Gage Grosskreutz, who in, in many instances he showed that he was being aggressive, and like um, you know jo- Joshua Ra- Rosenbaum or Ro- Joseph 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 Rosenbaum, who was the the most right. But, but they're the good guys. Yeah, Cal's
4: the bad guy. He's, he's got a gun. He's yeah. a bad guy. Okay. All right. So go to the actual uh things that happened target. Rittenhouse calls a friend while others are helping Rosenbaum who's on the ground.
2: Wait, wait.
4: Then Oh, no I got the, the I got the wrong, wrong wrong thing. They really are. Uh go we're back a little bit before where the, where the first and shooting and happens actually. They were going to take advantage. All uh, right. A little What's more right They're there. He was fighting with the armed yeah. men at the gas station earlier. Rosenbaum now starts chasing Rittenhouse. Okay, now he's being chased by Rosenbaum. plastic bag that holds his belongings from the hospital. Which I have my doubts because it looks them, like it lights up. up. A handgun and fires it. We don't Shots. Then Rosenbaum lunges towards Rittenhouse. Rittenhouse Close. fires Got us back to times. Him. Yep. Had I been in his shoes,
5: getting chased. And then I heard a gunshot. I can't say that I would have done anything differently.
4: Oh, okay. How about He's that? He's been
5: hit, falls to the ground.
4: Mm
5: hmm. Are Those, three aren't. More Those
4: shots aren't from someone else. You know,
5: um, from Rittenhouse.
4: No, someone else. Okay. Stop there. Far-
2: so there's a lot of things that they, they, they lie to you. The, the media lies to you. Not, not in this one, but a lot of places. One, they lie about like, Kyle shooting first. He did not shoot first. Okay? Kyle, uh, like obviously someone else shot a gun first and he's running away. He doesn't know where the gunshot came from. He doesn't know if the guy's shooting at him or if he's shooting somewhere else. He just hears a gunshot behind him. And then he turns around and he sees this giant guy, Rosenbaum, was now like lunging. He's, he's been chasing him and he's lunging at him. Kyle is showing no aggression. Now, why did Rosenbaum uh, chase him? Because he's pissed that Kyle put out a fire mm-hmm. with the Thank fire extinguisher that he had and he's pissed about that cuz he's like no I want to I want to cause havoc and you're getting in my way so there's footage drone footage where they show uh uh Joseph Rosenbaum hiding behind the car as as Kyle's passing by and as soon as he sees Kyle he tries to like sneak around behind him and try to ambush him but Kyle sees him and that's when he see that little like you know chase scene and he chases right after him Then he throws a bag at him, showing, like, without any doubt, that he has nothing but content, he wants to hurt this kid, and then he, like, lunges at him. Now, they try to say, like, oh, he went for his gun. I'm like, it doesn't matter, because the second he's running at him Mm -hmm. with clear intent, he clearly has shown that he wants this, he wants to hurt this kid. Yep, and so... What are you going to do? At that point, this guy's running right at you. He's got you in the corner because he's like, now, like, where's Kyle going to run? And he's clearly shown that he wants to hurt him. Mm -hmm. What happens if he actually gets close enough and he grabs Kyle and he takes him to the ground, starts beating him? Do you think he's going to be kind and nice and he's going to not hurt him? Do you think he might not take the gun from him and maybe try to shoot him? Mm -hmm. Like, there's a million things that could happen at that point. Kyle is outnumbered. And he is alone. He doesn't have his buddies around him to protect him. What would you have done?
4: Yep.
2: I probably would have, like, you know, like, probably taken a little more. I, I don't know. I probably wouldn't have been that reserved. And then later on after the shots, here, keep, keep going here. So click click this part. They'll show you what he does
1: after. We got shots fired. Pop, 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 pop. And I was like, oh, so they are really shooting. I got to yeah. find some cover. Oh man, maybe the, they really are. Yeah, here's the uh, editorial bent Kill about people. like and they're they just going around hunting. Advantage of a situation.
4: I'm a black person, and there is clearly t- I'm, I'm going, going to be targeted. To be a target. Rittenhouse calls a friend while others are helping Rosenbaum, who's on the ground. Mm-hmm. Then he flees the scene.
3: Oh, okay, right there. Stop. Why oh, you
4: shoot him? stop, he right. Himself after. His- yeah, so they they here
2: to to throw water things at him. First, they 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 go after him, saying like, "Oh, he didn't get get in there and try to help this poor, you know, this poor guy that he just shot." And, and I'm like, "Well, he's trying to kill him." There's a couple of reasons for that. Number one, the people that went in there to try to help, that try to like you know like help the guy, were yelling at him, saying, "Get out of here." So one, he's already being like told, like in, uh, threateningly, like not to get involved. Two. He just shot somebody and he knows that he is in a, in a hostile area. He knows that people will come after him. Mm-hmm. And now he has, now he has only one choice. He has to get out of there and try to get to the police. He's not trying to get away with a crime. He wants to get to safety because he knows he's now a target. All right. And then three here, they say, Oh, you should have dropped this gun immediately. I'm like, yes, let's go into a crowd of like hostile people Completely unarmed because that would have turned out so well for him. Like it's it's the the amount of like you know like cognitive dissonance you have to use Mm -hmm. to be able to do this is incredible. So keep keep going here. And this is where the actual chase of uh, Cal begins. The first shooting he continued to run around. As a gun owner, I view his actions as
4: completely irresponsible.
5: You come through looking wild with a gun on you. People are gonna think that you're doing something wild with a gun on you. Here's this guy the now turning and being like, he should have reacted. Oh,
6: yeah. as People should beat him up. Somebody. Anthony was gone, and I tried to grab onto him, and like, nobody was gonna stop him, you know? And then I hear a bunch more gunshots down the road, and I was like, I just had a feeling. I just had a feeling it was him. Rittenhouse trips and falls.
4: Mm-hmm. There's are scene. Anthony Huber. Guy twice the house. We come in the head. And attempts now to disarm him. him. Mm-hmm. Rittenhouse shoots him in the chest. Yep. Here is Gage Grosskreutz with his gun dropped He also gets yep. shot. and calls out for help.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: The reality of it is, is this is going to be a part of my life from here on out. Victim here. Rittenhouse runs toward police vehicle. Okay, stop, stop here for a Raises his hand.
2: All right. So let's go through that little little exchange really quick. Just, you know, really cover it. Mm-hmm. First of all, you have a, a an entire gang, an entire mob of people. All of them have shown all throughout the night that they're aggressive, they have no problem with violence, and they will come after you if they have a chance. Yep. The only protection that he had at some points was that he had his group of people around him. Now he's alone running away. They're all yelling, "Get him." And Anthony Huber, I don't know if you've saw that that little like the scene right before Stephen, mm-hmm. he's running with his like skateboard in hand, yeah. and he's wielding it like a like a giant hammer. He's like oh, he's like he's good. Oh yeah, he's going to beat the crap out of this this kid. Okay, Anthony Huber has a violent past. Do you think he was going to show any restraint mm-hmm. with uh, with uh, Kyle Rittenhouse? No. I don't think so. No. Um, you see another guy. That that took a run at him. He swiped at him with with his hand and smacked him behind the head. Like, I'm surprised that he didn't fall then. But this guy basically went right by him, whacked him right in the head. If you were Kyle, would you think, hmm, I'm sure these people are just trying to, you know, just trying to, like, you know, do a citizens, uh, a friendly citizens arrest. No, he had a guy come by, swipe him in the head. Another guy that, like, jumped pretty much to stomp on him. And then you have Anthony Huber smack him with his, like skateboard and then try to grab his gun and pull it away. Mm-hmm. At that point, you think that there's a mob of people that are going to try to kill me. And they, if they have a chance, they probably will. The police are still too far away to help me. All right? Yep. Anthony, Hu- Anthony Huber got shot while he was in the attempt of beating the crap yep. of Kyle Rittenhouse. And he got shot for it. That's self-defense. And mm-hmm. then finally, you have the Mr. Victim, Mr. Hero, Gage uh, 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 Grosskreutz. And he comes up and he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa don't shoot, don't shoot. I'm, I'm unarmed and all that. And Kyle gives him a chance, comes around. And like we saw before, he had every intention of shooting him in the head. He was going to execute him point blank, yep. point blank. And he thinks he's justified, and he and he's bragging about it afterwards. How he's and now he wants us to believe that he is a like a saint. But look at uh, look at look at Kyle. He he had the opportunity to shoot him, like you know he's a good shot, mm-hmm. and he had the opportunity to shoot him, and he shoots him in the arm, yeah, not in the face, not anywhere else. And so he actually tries to spare his life, okay, not like not execute him. So, all right, all right. Good the last part. Kyle came here and he played cowboy. He played vigilante. He came here mm-hmm. looking
5: for a confrontation, and he found one. No, nobody else
2: was doing that here.
5: Who's responsible? I can't tell you. you know, mm. I guess everyone who was there that night holds some level of responsibility. No, nope. no. No, no, no. Nope. Not at all. Who is ultimately
0: responsible for the rationale behind why Carl Rittenhouse was there, behind or the, for the rationale behind why all these things were allowed to happen? The decisions mm-hmm. of that man,
2: the police, uh, police, the police chief,
0: the police commissioner, mm-hmm. because he was the one who ultimately decided that during the burning, during the rioting, during the looting, mm-hmm. that the police would not take an active role, that they would take a passive role. Yep. And Kenosha suffered for it. And these yep. people, even though Joseph Rosenbaum and... Anthony Cooper
2: and Gross Krutz.
0: Yep, and these people are villains. Yeah, but they did not have to die. They probably would have been sent to prison for their actions, mm-hmm. but because of the inaction, because of the inability of the police to act, they were di- they died
2: do you think any of those three people Stephen would have shown any restraint if, he, if they had the uh, if, they, if they got the upper hand on Kyle oh do you of course think not. that jo- based on what you know about Joseph uh Rosenbaum do you think he would have shown restraint if he would have
0: gone on top of him joseph Joseph would have probably t- tried to take his AR-15 and shoot some of the other militias
2: or he might have just beat the crap out of Kyle because he showed like oh. literal aggression towards him well he, but he he would was have show- he was no showing problem. aggressive
0: de- aggression to everybody
2: Everybody. Like everybody, people the have militia. to hold him back. Yeah, this guy has a history
0: of violence. Like there's a reason that he wasn't actually allowed to own a weapon. Yep. And if he had gotten a hold of a weapon, that he probably oh, would have tried to kill a lot of them. No, oh, he had a weapon. He okay. had, a, he
2: had like a chain, a metal, a heavy mm-hmm. metal chain. They already showed that in the, in the court file. He had a metal chain. He had no problem using that against Kyle. Yeah. Yeah. So he was already dangerous. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anthony Huber, if he would have gotten. You know, like a, a good like you see, he hits Kyle in the head and he passes out. Kyle's dead. Yep. You've already shown that people would have would have killed him. Nobody would have felt bad about it. Everyone would and have the been the police like, wouldn't have been anywhere, anywhere close. The police wouldn't have been anywhere close. Like this is no. This is Kyle, If everyone would have just moved on, Kyle would have been. Kyle would not have done a thing to anybody. Yep. He would not have shot a single person. Mm-hmm. He only tried to use force when, when he was, was in imminent necessary. danger. Right. Yep. This is, like, total total nonsense here.
6: Just, like, mm-hmm.
5: one little part left. And who carries the most, I can't tell you.
6: Why didn't you guys arrest him right then and there? Because if it would have been one of us, things would have happened a lot faster and a lot differently.
0: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tell that to the black shooter last, what was it, two weeks ago, three weeks ago? Who didn't get shot. Who did not get shot, and he was released on bail. The next yep. day, so you do can not- see the parrot. This nonsense.
2: Look at the two people, the her people and the other feel guy.
1: Like Kyle, Ritten like they both said, people, like you know, like this guy, this guy. Some people feel like he is a murderer. I feel personally that the situation, regardless of what was happening, should have resulted in something completely different and not people dying. Oh, I agree.
2: Don't attack somebody; they're not going to shoot you. Okay, so stop. Yeah. So uh, we we also missed that little thing that that other militia guy that like they it was a little earlier but he basically throws Kyle under the bus Uh and is like yeah he deserved that because you know he carries a gun through a crowd kind of deserved to be shot and to be chased by a gang of like ruffians and all that Uh so the basic thing I want you to know is that everyone's trying to portray Kyle as the villain. Like, he's he's in he's not where he's supposed to be. He's got a weapon. He must be looking for trouble. Kyle showed amazing restraint. He, he was did. the only one there showing any effort to try to help the community. The police were even thanking them mm-hmm. because they knew that these, these guys were not just, like, like, you know, like people looking for blood. They're trying to protect a place when the police can't actually, like, you know, act. If anybody's responsible for what happened to Kyle, like you said, it's the police who mm-hmm. can't there and stop these. Well, no, it's now, I wouldn't say it's the police. I would say it's the higher
0: ups than the police, because like the the officers, those who were there, they would have probably desired that they were acting further to prese- yeah. to prevent the violence, that they were more yeah. directly involved, but yeah. they were not allowed to. Yeah, and that's not just the case in Kenosha. It was the case in see in Portland. It was the case in um. Where Jacob Blake was shot, dang, was that?
2: Um, oh, or, I don't know where that is.
0: I forget the name of it.
2: It's in Wisconsin, yeah.
0: Yeah, it was also in Wisconsin. So, mm-hmm. Madison. But, no, it was not Madison. Okay, well, anyways, it was in Wisconsin. Yeah, it was somewhere around there, but mm-hmm. and like the fact that the police had been told for months after the shooting, after like the the death of George Floyd, the death of Jacob Blake, the death of. um oh, what's her, what's her face, that died in, like, the night raid. Forget, I forget oh, uh, all of their names.
2: I do, I do. I, uh, yeah, I know who you're talking yeah, about.
0: Yeah. yeah, the girl who was shot because her boyfriend attacked cops. hmm And in, got involved in a firefight. Breonna Taylor. Yeah, Breonna Taylor, yeah right. Breonna Taylor. So, so many of these interactions were, like, these are not, like, they try and paint this, of course, as Like, the police shouldn't get involved in the BLM riots because the police are the reason for all these riots. It says no. Mm -hmm. The like the reasoning for these riots is that there are violent, angry people who want Mm -hmm. to show how violent and angry they are. And Mm -hmm. rioting and looting is their way of doing so. This has nothing to do with racial justice. It never did. Because Mm -hmm. there is no racial justice to be found. Because if you actually look at the statistics, blacks are not shot and killed. More likely Mm -hmm. than any other race. In fact, Mm -hmm. they're actually shot and killed far less. Despite the fact that they, unfortunately, in American society, commit the vast majority
2: of murders. Yeah, absolutely. Can you uh, do me a quick favor? Go to the the 2135 mark, just to show the picture. Just the screenshot there. 2135. More right there. That's good, too. Okay. Play that really quick.
6: He was 26. He had like it's just like brutally cruel and unfair how he's snatched away like that by anybody who feels like it.
2: Stop there, yeah. So here's the girlfriend, Anthony Huber, and this is this basically portrays the entire thing. These three guys who were shot. Are the victims? Mm-hmm. These three guys, all of, all of whom have violent past, have hurt and like like literally like damaged like countless lives just mm-hmm. themselves. Yeah, they're the victims. They're of the course. heroes. They're the ones that deserve the statues, and they're the ones that you should feel sorry for. Kyle is the big big bad wolf that came He's into town to hurt everybody, and it's it, it could not be further from the truth. I I hate to say it. I do feel bad. Like, she did lose someone she loves, which I sympathize. But she she was, like, they, it sounds like they were dating. She was dating a guy who had no qualms about a hurting people. Felon. And who had absolutely no problem. If Kyle Rittenhouse had died that night, he would have been she like, would have been oh, yeah. She probably would have been celebrating. And they would have been standing there. Remember, there was a guy in Seattle. I think it was Seattle, Steven? Yep. That uh, they found out he was um, Portland. Portland. Uh,
0: when yep. they found out
2: he was they, a Trump supporter and they said, hey, we got yep. a Trumper over here and shot him in the head. And they shot him
0: in the head. And they celebrated. And they
2: celebrated. Immediately. They celebrated. Yep. You think these people wouldn't have celebrated if Kyle Rittenhouse had died and wouldn't have felt like we, we did a good thing? We oh, executed I'm sure. Dying cold like,
0: I am virtually 100% certain that if they had gone and if they had attacked and shot the militia members and yep. killed them, they yep. would have celebrated saying, we killed the racists, we have done a good yep. deed this night. Yeah. That's how these people... View anybody who opposes them politically. Yep, they're better off dead because as mm-hmm. soon as you oppose me politically, you are equivalent in name and in virtue to a Nazi.
2: yeah And then every single person, every protester you see here, all the on people, every all the way through, they were portrayed as peaceful, loving, good people. This yep. is what they're doing to you. So that that's is what they're doing. What want show. Yeah. Yep. So that's
0: what the that's- left is doing. And That's now we gotta, check. yeah, that is the sure check. Now we got to quickly move on to what the Alberta government is doing, because this is a story that just came to our attention a few hours ago, and this is really crazy stuff.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So this is from rebel news, Alberta government overrules. Doctor refuses COVID antibody testing to prove man had COVID early in the year an illness ripped through the Byfield home. Dad, Vince, his four kids, his wife are all sick. Some worse than others. In fact, the illness was worse the older the afflicted Byfield was. Hmm, that is all except for Grandpa Ted. Grandpa Ted is 93 and has been double vaccinated against COVID. Naturally, the Byfields were all but certain they had COVID. Vince just needed a doctor to confirm it. It was something Vince and his family wanted to know before they made the decision to be vaccinated, since a recent Israeli study had, of course, shown that natural immunity to COVID, the kind you get when you contract an illness, is stronger and more resilient than the vaccine kind. Vince's doctor ordered the serological test, an antibody for COVID-19 antibodies, and Vince went off to the local private lab. That's where things got weird. The Alberta government the Alberta government lab stepped in and put a stop to the test. They overruled Vince's doctor without ever knowing why the doctor had ordered it. Vince was determined to know his medical information, and he paid out of pocket to send his blood to the Mayo Clinic. And sure enough, he had had COVID at some point. We reached wow. out at Rebel News to Alberta Health Services, and a spokesperson told me that antibody testing is not available for Albertans unless the test is specifically okayed by the government on a case-by-case basis. They told me this sort of testing is only used for surveillance purposes. Why does the government not want us to know And to have this information, why isn't this policy of denying serological COVID antibody testing being conveyed to the public and doctors? And if antibody testing is used for surveillance, then why isn't the government trying to collect as much data on COVID recovery rates as possible? Vince wouldn't speculate, but I will. The government does not want Albertans to know just how many of us have had the virus and recovered. It would throw a wrench into the vaccine passport system if we knew how many of us had greater immunity than what the vaccines provide. It would end discrimination and bullying and the strong arming of unwilling people into getting the vaccine they don't want if the public really know that they did not need it. Yep. This is, like... It's brutal. Oh, it's so brutal. And, like, it's really scary because, of course... The stuff in which the Alberta government, the stuff in which Alberta Health Services is doing to the Albertan people, the fact that they will not let us use the treatment of choice, the preferred treatment that has been used around the world and saved probably at least several hundred thousand lives, perhaps over a couple million in the world. Ivermectin. We've talked about this many, many times. But the Alberta government, the Canadian government, refuses to let anybody use it. And if you use it on any of your patients, then, of course, you are punished, and you are threatened with your doctor's license and your medical license being taken away. Yep. And then,
2: of and course... if you go to the hospital, they'll try to kill you. Yeah. Like, they- literally, oh, yeah, they, they will, will try to kill you because they will, they will do everything in their power to, like, maintain you, help you to stay mm-hmm. sick until you die. Yes. I mean, your only chance is, like, you know, that your body might fight it off by itself. Yes. That's pretty much your only chance.
0: Yeah. And then, of course, we're also talking about a system which... Deliberately falsified their percentage of people that have been vaccinated. We just talked about this last week. How they mm-hmm. removed twenty six thousand employees from the rolls to make it look like their vaccine were right. Their vaccine rates were thirty percent higher than they were. Trust the experts, Stephen. Come on. Yeah. Trust the they also <laughs> like they've also falsified the numbers of IC- ICU numbers. They've also falsified. They falsified so much, and they yeah. will not reveal to us what the PCR testing cycle threshold is.
2: Oh, you don't Alberta need to that. Health that, that, that Services
0: just... is a corrupt, evil mm-hmm. establishment. Like this, at this point, I wasn't willing to accept this for the longest time because, like, I know people who work there. I worked there myself. It wasn't terrible when I worked there, but I'm sure there were things going on that I couldn't understand. Nowadays, you look at what's happening in Alberta Health Services, you look at what's happening in regards to public health and these mandates within the bureaucracy that is. Alberta Health. And you cannot look at this and say that this is an organization that is dedicated to helping Albertans. No. You
2: can't. No. And you know why you can do that? Because uh the College of uh, Physicians here in Alberta is throwing out like you know letters, uh warning letters to doctors who speak out against their uh their mandates, almost like a head like a like a mafia boss throws out like a warning to uh his people saying like if you talk about my family, I will send someone to your house and I, I will make sure that they break your legs and then break your dog's legs and break your kid's legs and then they kill you. You know, just after they had their fun. You know, like that kind of craziness, right? If then I ever want to be you sad, have people... I'll ask
0: you to try and speak
2: Italian. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> and then and then you have people and then you have people like uh, that um, go to school online and then they're told that their school is going to force them to get the vaccine even though they're online. That doesn't sound yeah. so- health or scientific. And then you have... The, the government of Canada saying that they want to deny you EI benefits if you can't get a job, even though you're entitled to those benefits because you paid into them, even though you're like, entitled to like if you can't work, you like, you know, that this isn't even a health thing. This is we want to punish you for not, for not doing going a what lot. we told you. That EI thing isn't even you can't even justify that. Like, logically, health-wise, or scientifically. Why would you deny people EI? Because you want to punish them, and you want to take away any chance for them to have anything but the vaccine. This is control. This is tyranny. Mm-hmm. And so, it is. yeah, everything that their government is doing is evil, which is why we just don't support our government right now. Nope. They're not in any way. Uh, they, they don't deserve the trust, and they're acting like absolute villains. They so, are. Don't trust them. Don't trust They're them. They're bad. They're bad. And
0: at this point, like, I, a bit of a f- note for the future. Like, we know that the Alberta election is coming up in a couple of years. <laughs> we know that, <laughs> that the, the, the line us. will be, it's like, well, we know we messed up. I was the UCP, but you can't vote the NDP again. Well, yeah. there is an alternative. It's a much better alternative. And that's called the Wild Rose Independence Party of Alberta. I've already mm-hmm. sort of announced this, uh, sort of announced this. But I am going to be running for the Wild Rose Independence Party. I don't know what riding I'm going to be because I don't know where I'm going to be living in the next year because I know I'm going to be moving. Mm -hmm. But in my riding, I will run as the representative for the Wild Rose Independence Party because the UCP has an unacceptable level of bureaucracy and corruption. And they are not conservative.
2: <laughs> let's. Even my boss conservative. Even my in boss submitting that now. That's that's quite the. That uh, is a big. That leap. is a big leap. My boss is super like you know oh, go yeah. with the government and he's like, you know I think you're right, Danny. You know I think the <laughs> government is uh, very bad. Yeah, very bad. I
0: think you're right. <laughs> I'm like yeah, yeah you rare sure are. Speaking also of people that are very bad, let's talk bad. about our douche of the week. Douche of the week. And, of course, this week's Douche of the Week is one of the biggest douches of all. Let's talk about Brian Stelter. So this is a segment, just because it's easy to find the line, this is a segment from the Michael Knoll show, and it's highlighting what Brian Stelter says would happen if the right-wingers were allowed unbridled access and control, not to society, but just if we don't shut them down and censor them.
2: We, get, we must have our power.
0: Yeah, so this is his, his rants about conservatives
3: and Trumpers. Oh, yeah. Good old Brian Seltzer. Common ground erodes, largely because there's no common media ground anymore. It's as if America has been swallowed up by QAnon conspiracy theories.
2: Dope, yes.
3: Freedom of That's expression problem. feels trampled, muffled. And remember, as all of this is happening, <laughs> as democracy so, deteriorates I know you're laughing because CNN he's
2: just, CNN said that CNN, CNN says CNN's freedom of expression feels trampled Oh
1: we can't say
2: things oh no It's like oh yeah. right because you've been like censoring every
4: freaking yeah.
0: thing for like, well, yeah, like a year Brian Stelter constantly <laughs> calls for people that he he disagrees with and he's like well these voices of misinformation should be should be they should not have the reach that they have They should have the <laughs> reach because they are <laughs> Parody, lies and misinformation <laughs> and deceit and QAnon conspiracy theories. Oh yeah. Just yeah. because they disagree with you does not mean that they are automatically <laughs> A lies, B, conspiracy yeah. theories, or yeah. C dangerous. <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. So let's continue. Like, why are we so divided? It's like mm-hmm. as I call you a conspiracy QAnon yeah. theorists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's in
3: 2024, Trump's enablers claim they are the ones protecting democracy. They think, or at least they pretend, that they are upholding the Declaration of Independence. They cloak oh, their they... autocratic actions in the language of the Founding Fathers. They claim mm-hmm. to be the most patriotic Americans of them all. And this narrative is advanced 24 hours a day by the yep. ABC, the apps, the broadcasters, and the commentators who justify stomping all over the Constitution as an attempt to save it. The country is I'm on pins and needles. I don't have all the power. board up downtown mm-hmm. windows. Maybe mm-hmm. looting I starts. Why. Shooting starts. By who? I'm not saying that all of this will happen, but I'm saying it could. We know yeah. it could happen because it has You'll all happened happen. before. Almost everything I have described has already happened. By whom? Yeah.
0: No, that's, that's <laughs> the thing that he does not cover because of course, if you actually say, and go over who this who did all these things who looted mm. who shooted, who mm. rioted that's the left this is One like of these he, things he's,
2: is not like the other He's One consistently of these just doesn't belong the right for something in
0: which the left is well known at this point for doing
2: almost like experts you think
0: oh they are and of course like <laughs> he's saying it's like well like the the right is trampling on the constitution the constitution Defends free speech. You do not want your intellectual opponents to have free speech because Hmm. you want to silence them because you cannot debate. All of your arguments are either racism, misinformation,
2: or it's Trump's fault because that's what the left does. Yeah, yeah. He's like he's like, "Oh, you're str- you're trampling on the Constitution." Wait, what do Democrats do with the Constitution? They hate the 1st Amendment, which is like freedom of religion. They hate the, the Second uh, Amendment? freedom of association. They hate the freedom of, you know, carry open carry, you uh-huh. know, being able to have guns. They hate the freedom of movement, you know, which they've done with the vaccine mandates. They like it's like, hmm. you know, what's the score again? Uh oh yeah, a billion to 1. Like yeah. I'm not saying that the Republicans or conservatives don't have any any faults, but like, eh, a it's not bit comparable. Here, not even it's closed. not comparable. Like we were talking earlier
0: and we were thinking about making it into a story, but we didn't. Talking about how in the aftermath of Glenn, of Youngkin winning in Virginia, yeah. <laughs> about how the left was like, this is just because whites cannot handle yeah. that, that blacks and other societies are becoming more prominent in America. I'm like, this has or nothing to do... They don't with...
2: want to talk about race. Oh, yeah, <laughs> they
0: don't want to talk about race. They don't want to address critical race theory. Uh, and then they always ask, which is doesn't exist. The Delta variant
2: of Trumpism. Exactly. <laughs> like, that's exactly yeah. what they said.
0: The Delta variant <laughs> yeah. of Trumpism. Trump. Oh, so like, they keep using Trump as the big baddie. That's yep. that's the hilarious thing. It's just like, Trump, the race Trump and is and the syndrome. ultimate evil. It but it's like, Trump's gone. Trump is not oh. in office, and yet you continue to try and reference him because 2024,
2: 2024, 2024, 2024, 2024 I don't want Trump to be. I don't want Trump to be in twenty
0: twenty four. I yeah. want DeSantis or Cruz in twenty twenty four.
2: No, it's going to be Trump. 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 It's Trump, likely Trump, going to be
0: Trump, but I
2: don't want Trump, it to be Trump. Trump. Trump.
0: I, although if he if he does go in twenty twenty four, then I'm just like I'm kind of glad he's not on Twitter.
2: <laughs> cuz that would but it's pro- going to have that- its own social media thing so I know but it will be as pro-
0: it will be nearly as prominent as Twitter.
2: Ah, you know, just take take the good with the bad, right?
0: Yep. But mm-hmm. like even if Trump came back in 2024, Trump is not the ultimate evil. He was oh, never the ultimate 12, evil, but the left even. always has to have a scapegoat because yeah. it's not their fault. It's okay. not them that's the problem. It's the right. Mm-hmm. It's the conservatives. It's well, they're like the Nazis. Well, they're like the fascists. They're like, and like sometimes they even try to compare conservatives to communists. Yep, they did that the other That's day. So funny. Like, no, it wasn't the other day. <laughs> I remember like back when we were to, talking about the the freedom rallies and yeah, doing yeah. interviews at the freedom rallies. They tried to accuse us of being communists.
2: <laughs> and I'm like,
0: calling the
2: kettle black. <laughs>
0: I'm like, are you insane?
2: The donkey communists? calling the rabbit long ears.
0: like they will use every name every rhetoric every title in the book to try and Mm. distract from the fact that they have zero argument to defend their points because if you Mm. actually analyze their points for their merits they are worthless
2: oh ad hominem attacks how very commie of you
0: Yep, but that's an ad hominem danny
2: no, I'm totally going for that. I'm just <laughs> descriptive. 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 <laughs> communism. But here's the thing. The, 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 do you see the common threads with these stories, you? Uh-huh. Like, it's incredible. Like, that mom who basically makes her son into a criminal by justifying and excusing his bad behavior. Like, the media making, like, you know, like, like endorsing bad behavior in the Kyle Grittenhouse sh- shooting by protecting and mischaracterizing these, like, three, like, criminals into the bad, the good guys. Yeah. And then here, Brian Stelzer, like, shaming and fearmongering the entire society for, like, you know, what? <laughs> for bad behavior. Oh, we're not Brian
0: bad. Brian It's you.
2: You bad. Brian Alka bad. Stelzer. <laughs> I need lots of Lysol to clean up you because you bad. <laughs> yep. Like, oh, my goodness. These people are like, they're like spoiled brats that never got spanked. Seriously like every one of
0: them that'll probably we can have that as the the title for the show spoiled brats who never got spanked wham (laughs) because that's what these people are and then when they do get spanked it's whining and complaining and it's i am the victim even though i was clearly in the wrong and my actions are reprehensible but please label me the victim because that will gain (laughs) me sympathy
1: points (laughs) my boyfriend just like he tried to murder somebody And then he got shot. Yeah, and it's not not fair. He should have killed
2: that boy. He shouldn't have been killed for crying. Uh Dare he jerk.
0: The Republicans have free speech, and so they're therefore (laughs) violating the Constitution.
2: Ah. everything's horrible. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like, I know. Like, like it's 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 problematic. It's like you know. Like you're like you want to take people seriously. And you it like you know, give them the benefit of the doubt, but they're not even giving you that. AHS is the bad one too. AHS, they they can't even keep their freaking stories straight, and it they are not even trying to hide how completely ludicrous these ideas are. Mm-hmm. It's incredible to me. Absolutely yeah. incredible. Yep. We need some spanking. We need. I got a Hankerin or some spankering. That's Homer Simpson. <laughs> I'm no. When Bart Simpson was misbehaving, he was like Bart. I got a hankerin' for some spankering <laughs> it's okay. like, Bart's in the like fr-
0: context, that's more appropriate. But just hearing it yeah. from you, it's just like I got hankering for some spankering It's just like, who are you gonna spank?
2: that's well, no, scary. I'm saying like, all these, all these people like serve spanking.
0: Know. Seriously, they do. They do. And it just, it just reminds me as one final thing. Just reminds me of a meme. it Says it was right when the George Floyd process started. Be like. If you got beat with one of these things, and it has like a belt, or a spoon, or a bat, as a, bo- as a child, you probably aren't out burning down businesses. Mm. And it's like, we got- yep. Okay, nobody got beat with a bat.
2: I was gonna say, who got beat with a bat? Like, it's like, A little discipline, overkill. Discipline? Abuse. Uh, child abuse. <laughs> 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 a little too far,
0: let's scale, yeah, it, up let's scale it, it back. Let's scale it back. Yeah, it's hard it's to like, be it's hard to uh, like you know, beat your kids with a bat on the tush. It's, it's just like I've like now broken your hip.
2: <laughs> oh, hey, hey Billy, we're gonna spec you today with this giant monkey wrench, you yep. know?
0: I'm sure it's gonna be fun. <laughs> it's like, I've yeah. added some spikes on it for extra punishment. <laughs> yeah, that's Ooh. right. Yeah, that's things right. got real yeah. dark there, but it was more humorous than depressing, so that's a new oh, way to boy. end the show. But, oh boy yes oh boy that will that's be right. the end that's of right. today's episode we've gone on for an hour and 34 minutes and that's how we're hey, going to regular finish time. i know it is a regular time because we kind of had to <laughs> at the run, end. Run, run 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 yep somebody had that
2: somebody just had to add their little squirrel story so uh but i want uh, uh. <laughs> squirrel story uh, uh, uh. taken story Take it That's story. right, the taken story. Well, it was a good story, I'll give you that. Uh, it was it great. Was it I was, was definitely a nice little counterbalance to that. Counterbalance crazy month. to the children need to be spanked.
0: Jeez. But enough about childing. So, if you want to contact us in any ways, you can send us an email. You can yes, send yeah. us a message on Facebook, on Twitter, on any of our social media platforms. You can also comment mm-hmm. on all of our video sharing services. Yeah. I yeah. have not looked into locals yet. Uh, That's going to be my plan for the weekend, just because this week has been, well, no, it's been stuff with work and job hunting, Mm -hmm. and things have been a little Mm -hmm. hectic at home with my kids. Mm -hmm. Really Mm -hmm. enjoying drawing on the walls.
2: Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. -hmm. So that's been a lot of, (laughs) stop yelling, Mm -hmm. stop drawing on the walls. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Shut up. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) If you could take one thing away from the Shrewd Dudes podcast, let it be that you should why be rude
2: when dude. you can be shrewd? Dude, dude. Okay, I need to like interject here because she keeps trying to find a way to say that. And I'm like, no, that doesn't work. You know? Like, you know, this, uh, say it like this. This is the shrewd dudes signing off telling you, why be rude when you can be shrewd? Okay, that does work. Right? All right.
0: Okay, it's a good send-off. It's a good send-off. Thank you. Thank you. All right. We will see you all on Tuesday for Tuesday Newsday. Until then, have a great weekend, everybody. And as always, God bless.